Welcome to episode 9 of Sneaky Athletic. This week we have Mike Trout securing that bag. Um, an array of just random topics. I definitely got to talk about Tyreek Hill and his alleged battery. Um, talk about our Facebook page and website that will be up soon. We have NCAA tournament action. Going to be March Madness. Future B. He's back. Feeling like a hot shot with all this social media out now. So. Yeah. Yeah, we're freeballing it a little bit. Yeah, we're gonna record maybe a long episode, cut it down. We'll kind of see. We're we're kind of playing it by ear this this Who week, knows? Uh, but it should be fun. We also have our regular segments, so you can look forward to those. Um, and this week, we actually have a sponsored segment instead of a sponsored episode. Um, we'll kind of see how this new format goes. But other than that, let's get started. All right, man. How was your weekend? Oh, wow. A lot happened this weekend. Yeah? Some of it because of you. Well, I mean, sometimes I'm an enabler. Yeah, that is absolutely true. Yeah, so um, for those of you who don't know, Alec got his nose pierced. Indeed. This weekend. Got a little hoop in the right nostril. Feels like I have a booger a lot. I can imagine. And blowing my nose is like impossible. Yeah, that's the second I knew I didn't want one. Is the first time I watched you try to blow your nose. I was like, yep, not for me. I've ripped at it a couple times. and ugh, but Yeah, and then you were talking about how it's in your field of vision all the time. And I'm getting better at it. I mean, okay. you can see your nose at all times anyways, you know. And so it really just is something that's shining where I was already seeing. So I'm getting there, you know. I don't really notice it already, and it's only been yeah, a couple of days. You're just becoming accustomed to it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm living the lifestyle. Yeah, I think it looks good. I think it, it's going to be your new your trademark. I mean, I'm not going to have it whenever I'm, like, 40. Like, who wants to be a dad with that, you know? I don't know. I mean, I mean if I keep rocking it like this. Maybe you should get a dangly one. No. Do they do that? Yeah. I mean, absolutely, they do it. But Would you get your septum it? pierced? No. I don't have any tattoos. This is the first thing I did, and I don't think I'm going to do anything else. Fair. Well, I mean, the class, but. Yeah. Class tap. But this week, I do have grooming tips okay. since uh, I've been having to take a lot of care of shit. Is this, this your week. lifestyle tip? Yeah, it okay. is. So, my grooming tip is for guys with your beard. I'm somebody who around my like goatee area, it just grows in thicker. So I usually end up going and trimming that with my beard, you know, one notch lower than the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of evens out. You get a little bit fuller thing or a little bit fuller beard and you know, it just looks a lot smoother. Also, I don't know what people are doing with the chin straps, but the way that you should cut the chin straps, uh, it's terrible. Chin straps are out. When's been the out. last person you saw who looked good with the chin strap? Carlos Boozer. I disagree. I mean, he just rocked it for so long. I don't think anybody's done it. Yeah. Anyways, you should go and put the first knuckle on your pointer finger on your Adam's apple. And where your pointer finger... Sorry, I'm trying to demonstrate while we're doing it. Okay, where your first knuckle bends is where you should trim. Exactly. And where you... Well, no, where your pointer finger is. So up here. So whenever you put your knuckle on your Adam's apple, oh, okay. I think where your you pointer go either finger way. ends. 
Like if you put your pointer finger on your Adam's apple and bend your knuckle, I yeah, think it works either way. Yeah, that's where you should start trimming up. Okay. Well, my lifestyle tip, and this kind of goes into my beef of the week too, but it's a uh, lend a helping hand to someone in need, which I'll just go ahead and, and transition into my beef, which <laughs> because it, it kind of they they both connect. My beef is with the Army Corps of Engineers in the Missouri River. Because uh, currently my home community and uh, many in the tri-state area of Nebraska and Iowa are undergoing record floods. Thousands are have either lost their homes or undergoing a lot of property damage. And I hate to get serious, but it's something that's been weighing on my mind because I can't really help right now. Uh, eventually, I plan on either finding some kind of fundraising to promote that you'll see through our social media or either doing some myself. So... Be a good person. Lend lend a helping hand to those in need because you never know when you'll need it back. My friends and family, it's not like they're you know they're they're fine. Otherwise, it's not like they're they always need a helping hand. But you know they they had nothing to do and they can't. They can, this is something that's unpreventable. So uh, we can we can move on. Get, I mean, I really didn't understand the gravity of it until I saw the pictures. Like, yeah, they have interstates blocked off, right? Yeah, it's basically the interstates blocked off forty five miles north and south of my hometown. I-29 is. That's insane. Yeah, there's, um, between the three states, there's like over 100 counties that have been affected that have like severe flooding. Yikes. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, I think, I haven't seen any Missouri estimates, but the state of Nebraska, Omaha put out uh, an estimate on the dollars and cents, and this was on like Sunday, that Nebraska was going to have $200 million in infrastructure damage and about $60 million in like private citizens and damage will you really change up the vibe in here yeah i know okay let's, let's so bring it up. yeah no this is gonna be super what, what are you mad about super hard left curve so you remember this video on twitter that just came out like a couple days ago it went viral of the girl with the snapchat filter and the pigtails who licked the toilet seat. yeah so whatever baby you're getting your bag you know you're doing your thing i mean she got the fucking clicks oh 100 percent, and i bet she made a lot of money off of that but the guys or girls, whoever, who have toilet fetishes, what are you doing? Yeah, it's we we actually talked about this this weekend. Ugh. Like, I can somewhat understand us to a certain degree, like maybe a foot fetish or something like that. Like, is but like a toilet fetish? Where does that even come from? I have, I mean, there's some sick, like some deep psychological things. This episode is going to be very not safe for work, everyone. Yeah, just an FYI. Deep psychological things. It has to be something that stems from childhood. I mean, it can't be you just came up with it or you just saw it. Like, it has to be some kind of something they've been carrying on for a long time. You don't think it comes from isolation like some of, like, those furry fetishes do sometimes and, like, a community. Yeah. Well, I guess it's more of a one-on-one thing, so it's not really a community. I don't know. Well, but there's also, like, online outreach, so it's like you maybe do feel like part of a community. Yeah, that's fair. I've been thinking a lot about when pedophiles are growing up in middle school. Do they have girlfriends or boyfriends or whoever? I don't know. Probably not. I just want to know how that dynamic I, If I had works. to guess, they probably didn't. And then that's kind of leading them to where they are now. Hmm. But even back in the day, that seems kind of sus. Yeah, a little bit. Speaking of things that are suspect, Yale and LSU are in like this little rivalry of who can, you know, have the worst NCAA allegations of paying people off, like, under the table? Yale. Yale. Wow. Their soccer team. I hadn't heard about that. Yeah, and the LSU basketball coach. Yeah, I mean, we had talked about that a little bit. Right, he won't be in the tournament this year. So don't pick him. 
That's a big take them off your bracket. Well, should we go ahead and give the people the things that you absolutely need to know for the tournament? Sure. All right. There are two, like, these things above all else, right? Like, do you have anything else to add to these two? Mm, We'll see. Veteran guard play. Yeah. And coaching. Yeah. Folks, that is all it is. (laughs) It's simple as that. Yeah. You, You look for... For teams that have had guards who have been consistent scorers and consistent assisters for the last two to three years. Mm-hmm. They've been there before. Yep. They're not going to get nervous. And that's why those like one-and-done teams don't really do it in the tournament. No. It's kind of the ultimate balance and power. It really is. And balances. Yeah. Whatever. But I do have some interesting things about that because I did my research. Okay. I'm going to Vegas next weekend, so I needed to know who to bet on and who not to bet on. Let's hear it. Texas Tech. Five seniors, coach has been there three years. Tennessee, they only have two freshmen, coach has been there four years. Iowa State coach has been there four years. The sex winner tournament, Auburn Tigers has a coach of five years, as well as the two oldest teams in the tournament, Montana and Nevada. Montana, five years. high on Montana. You should be even higher on Nevada. They have the old Warriors Kings coach, Mm -hmm. and they have those twins still, right? I think so. Dangerous. Yeah. No, I like all of those suggestions slash picks. Uh, you also got to put, I mean, Duke, they're the number one overall seed, but like Zion has looked unstoppable these last three games since he's come back. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be him. Like LeBron's going to be LeBron, but what about those other guys on the floor? Yeah, is I mean, RJ going to step up? Or is there... Cam Reddish going to show up? Yeah, are their guards going to actually be there? I don't know. North Carolina, maybe. They they do have some veteran guards. Mm-hmm. They have that senior who was a walk-on who plays power forward for them. It's kind of the heartbeat of the team. I think that their point guard is probably the most NBA-ready I agree. prospect in the league. I can't think of his name, but I can picture him. And His hair is fucking stupid. It is, but his handles are off the charts. I don't even know. Like He finishes near the rim almost Derrick Rose. Yeah, his pick-and-roll game is insane. All right, talk to me about something else. Can we talk about Mike Trout getting that bag? Yeah, absolutely. Dude, it's insane. And good for him. His contract wasn't even up. I know. Well, got to get while the getting's getting getting's good. I agree. I'm actually I like the move from LA. It's like cut out the whole free agency bullshit of like Manny Machado and um, Bryce Harper dancing around and going doing all that. It's just a distraction. He's one of the best baseball players of this era, if not all time. I mean, mm-hmm. his statistics statistics are ridiculous. Now he's got to get him some other players. Well, that's a lot of money taken up. Yeah, I mean, there's no cap, and they're a big market team. I want to see all these hot new superstars in L.A. get together, and I want, like, a Justice League. Dude, their parties have to be insane. Because <sighs> do you include, like, it's just depressing. the Warriors in that? Because, I mean, it's not like Oakland is that far away. Here's the thing. is I don't think anybody fucks with Draymond and KD. Steph's a family man, and Clay's hanging out with Snoop. Okay. I like the, so the Warriors are out. Yeah, I mean, Iggy might, you but know, you have pop in. Now, guess who else is in L.A.? Who? The biggest star of them all, Blake Bortles. Interesting. Got signed to a one-year deal back up to the Rams. The boat? The boat. Is docking in L.A. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm fucking excited. They're, You're excited to see him do nothing? Why? Him and Jared Goff together. I'm just excited for the content. I'm Fan excited boy. for... Yes. <laughs> like I enjoy both of those I like quarterbacks how your voice on and went off up a little bit there. Yeah, I enjoy both those quarterbacks <laughs> on and off the field. How much? A lot. Not as much as Patrick Mahomes. I was hoping but... your voice would raise again when you. A lot. <laughs> no, I um, I think they're both good quarterbacks. Obviously, one's better than the other. But yeah, Bortles is clearly the Rams also just signed uh, Clay Matthews. 
Yeah, I saw that. Interesting pick. I think he's kind of bad now. Yeah. Well, he hasn't been good in like four years, five years. I mean, would you be good for Mike McCarthy? No, I mean, and who else was on that defense? I can name one other person who's uh-huh, on Ah, Clinton Dixon. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically the only other person I can name. They had that defensive lineman who was in the uh, All-State commercials with Aaron Rodgers. That's super descriptive. I, I could picture it. If I just, just need talk to me about Tyreek Hill. I, I don't know what went on. This is my first mm. time hearing yeah, breaking the full news story. To Alec. And so, reaction live on air. Hit me. So, on Friday, like the Kansas City Star got a hold of these um, allegations of, oh, what? It, it's like child neglect and alleged abuse. There's no charges filed. Everything was dropped, but the they reopened the investigation. On one report, Tyreek Hill and his fiance were both listed, and then on another listed as doers of the child yeah. abuse. Okay. Like the victim was a child in both. Mm-hmm. On the other, I don't believe Tyreek Hill was listed, but his wife or his fiance was listed as others involved and both were at um their home residence. Uh, I've heard things that like the kid's arm was broken, but then I've seen like Chiefs beat reporters talking about they saw the kid on social media and he his arm was not broken. So basically they're looking into this. Nothing would surprise me because Tyreek Hill's past doesn't seem to really support him as a guy who would have a clean slate here. Hmm. But it just really sucks. Well. They're still I mean, they're still investigating. I was hoping something else would drop by now, but nothing has. I mean, what do you think will come out of it? I I'm still kinda like taking it in. I don't really know what all to think right now. I think something in the two to four games, if if anything really gets brought up or I mean, I'm i I'm kinda just really waiting for the Chiefs. like seeing the Chiefs pass Who filed the reports. I think it was a neighbor. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm because things can get blown up so quick, especially if you I'm know Tyreek Hill is your neighbor, right? And like he looks intimidating. Like, okay, let's just think of his suburb, his neighbors. That's probably some petite white woman that's smaller. Just I'm taking a guess here, but yeah, I mean he lives in a nice neighborhood, right? And like you know, I bet that that's just some woman being scared and being racist and. Blowing things out of proportion because unless that broken arm thing really checks out, then, like, that's what it looks like to me. I've yet to see anybody really really Like, um, the Chiefs beat reporters were like, well, I just saw his son. And the reports are from early March. Like, I just saw his son on social media, and he sure looked fine to me. So I don't know. I don't know if this whole thing's got blown up out of proportion and the charges literally should be dropped and it was just a mistake. Or if there's some actual weight behind this. But if there is, I'm pretty concerned. Well, it's just something that the Chiefs should not be dealing with right now. Why not? They should be thinking Super Bowl. They should be thinking signing more free agents. We should be thinking draft. You should be thinking signing more free agents. Who? I mean, uh, Geneva and Clowney's still out there for trading. I guess it's not a free agent, but Texans had him on the block. That's your one example? Well, yeah, I'm not fucking fully dialed in on it. I've been watching F1 lately. Oof. Good God. I love that show. Yeah. So I am the biggest proponent that NASCAR is useless. Like, it is the worst thing I have ever watched, and I don't understand why it's popular. Like, I can day drink for five hours anywhere else. Right. Like, I'll stand next to the highway, and I will get the same experience <laughs> in my mind. Exactly. I Like, as long as I'm at a curve, cool. I'm good yeah. to go. 
We can drive down to like mile marker 89 where that S turn is and I-70. Watch the same shit. And I get to watch a lot bigger cars do it. Yeah, we can get... Oh, the fucking honks alone would be worth the trip. Oh, awesome. Anyways, I am now a fan of Formula One racing because of a couple of reasons. First and foremost, most of the tracks are super unique in the sense that some of them are even in the middle of cities. They do night. They do 90 degree turns. Right. It is absolutely insane. And so much goes into those cars and there's the biggest names of, you know, the game like Ashton Martin, Ferrari, Mercedes, exactly, Red Bull. There's more, but I, and you know, there's a couple of teams around and they, just really are pouring like it's a million dollar thing they travel it's all over 750 the million dollars per car wow when you take in um staff driver all of the parts of the car what we're referring to is this formula one show that's on netflix that's pretty new it's um, a good take on the documentary style yeah i like it a lot mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's basically if you guys have watched all or nothing which is the football doc and they do some other stuff on Amazon or the uh, Hard Knocks of HBO, but it but it goes the you whole just went season. Oh, for three on your references to me until Hard Knocks. Well, All or Nothing's a pretty big series, but it, it's similar to that because All or Nothing goes through the whole season of like a football team. It sounds like the like sequel to Step Up. Yeah, <laughs> Channing Tatum's not in it. Do you wish? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, it's it's all good, but it's it's a good show. We finished it. It is a fantastic show. They all act like children. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of funny shit that happens. They are absolutely ruthless to mm-hmm. each other. That's on the what amazes stage. me. Yeah, and you brought this up as a great point. Is the foreign reporters do not give a fuck. They ask questions in such a different way. Yeah, they'll just ask straight up. Like, did that piss you off? And they'll be like, yeah. Right. Just right to their face. And, you know, somebody will say something and they'll be like, oh, you better uh, get some rest before that, mate. You know, like, mm-hmm. you really don't hear other reporters being like, that's pretty dumb. You know, you yeah. know straight to them. And they, like, put yeah, it on they basically, TV. They chirp. Right. The reporters chirp all the time. And it's the best of the best doing it. Fantastic. But it, it just amazes me that how much money goes into all this. I mean, the top drivers are paid 50 or $60 million a year. And they're 25. But it is the, you know, peak of racing. There's only 20 spots. Mm -hmm. Like I said, 21 races, 10 teams. And each team has two cars. And so there's a championship for the team that has the the most points and also the individual driver. So there's, you know, teammates crashing into teammates and all sorts of, you know, just wacky stuff. Like they'll hold press conferences just to go and fire somebody in front of Mm -hmm. the press and it's like the first airing too like it's breaking news and they're holding a press conference and be like oh we're switching engine teams and and we're costing this company a billion dollars digesting that on national tv or worldwide yeah yeah and they're they're like stealing i mean it's a good show i would definitely recommend it even if you're not a fan of racing they don't focus on that too much it's i mean it's Mainly like crashes and behind the scenes. It's a lot like a reality TV show. Speaking of um, reality TV show, I got some bloopers for you real quick. Okay. You know, they're almost fake takes, but they happened. So Joe Flacco is now entering his prime, according mm-hmm. to John Elway. What a fucking wild accusation. How old is he? Flacco, he's got to be 35. Uh-huh. Do a quick Google this. Right, absolutely. 
Joe Flacco is 34. Well, he probably turns 35 in like September. Uh, January. Damn. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Um, anyways, it's just really crazy that you know Elway is. He's past his prime. Yeah, Elway is riding this. Is he sabotaging the quarterbacks? Dude, I think he wants to be the greatest Denver Bronco quarterback of all time. Till his grave, which is awesome because I fucking hate the Broncos. I mean, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, he should have just died a hero. <laughs> I know. My other blooper is Mo Harkless. There was a player who shot after the whistle on his hoop, mm. grabbed the net, goes up, scissor kicks the ball yeah. right out. That's some trampoline ball shit that I used to pull in like sixth grade. New precedent. I want to see every shot blocked that way. My favorite was somebody said uh, KG would be so proud. <laughs> he never let anybody <laughs> score an apple the whistle basket on him. Oh, man. He put some effort into it. Oh, yeah. I he would run KG. from like the free throw line to block shots that didn't count. And stand for something. Yeah. Or you fall for anything. Exactly. Speaking of someone in the NBA who I don't know what he's standing for because this was something that we just discovered yeah from Twitter shout out sports talk Barry the guy was playing the game this yeah. is also by the way we need to start doing this more this is genius idea yeah. whenever players are actually physically in the game go and look can't defend lights. themselves yeah um, go ahead, sports yeah. talk Barry who is a, a Twitter troll has like 130,000 followers did a dive on Tyreek Evans's likes on, well, not really a dive. No, I mean, he basically se. just clicked on Tyreek Evans' likes on Twitter. And literally the very first one was transgender porn. It was like a transgender, um, like, dancer, half naked. And it was like, you just got to clean up your Twitter more than that. Like, Do you well, think that that is a thing in the NBA? Transgender stuff? Like, I mean, after we heard this coming out with the white and now this. Maybe. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I, I mean, wonder... like whatever you like, but like probably keep it clean on Twitter since kids look up to you oh, and shit. Oh, yeah. I don't have a problem with it. It's just I wonder if it's a thing in the community with, you know, these athletes who are, you know, there's like NBA wives and people have like NBA girlfriends all around and who like just aren't into that. Dude, I think they... the NBA is a hoe bag league. It is. Like, you know, that's what I'm saying. I bet there's a lot of pressure to conform to that. NBA players definitely get the most ass. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hands down. They One, get AIDS amount of ass. Well, yeah, we've seen it before. We'll yeah. see it again, I'm sure. Mm, hot oh, take. Yeah. But as we talked about before, like, you can see the most of them. One, like, they're not in pads. Mm -hmm. There's the fewest amount of them. And, the, like, the whole culture around NBA is so much different, where their social media presence, their community presence, I feel like it's more. Mm -hmm. And they're constantly, I mean, baseball does this too, but... It's to a point where they don't have as much time, I feel like. But NBA like teams are jumping city to city, but they have a little bit more time. Like I feel like there's a true... Like, what the fuck did you just say? I don't know. Just follow me here. I feel like there's a true Jersey Chaser like alliance around the NBA. And like you're saying that there are girls who just regularly go out for that, like NBA girlfriends mm -hmm. in each city more than there are yeah. MLB girlfriends. Yeah, because like baseball players aren't... Statistically, that just has to be true because there's a lot of baseball players who are immigrants more than any other league. Yeah, and I feel like baseball players are hopping cities faster. There's not enough time for them to go out and party. There's not enough time for them to, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's 162 You're games. You're playing every day. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, a little bit more draining. Yeah. Whereas the NBA, it's like, oh, yeah, you might, like, you might have a back-to-back, -back, but then you'll have a whole night to go party. 
And they do, and they're, and like, like they public don't, about it. Yeah, and they, like, don't have curfews and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, they, you know, are like, I'm going to get on this. That was disgusting. The players say that they're going to get on the plane and, you know, go to Miami and party for the night at, you know, live or whatever. Yeah. It's absolutely absurd. It's a I fucking... love it. Yeah, it's a dope lifestyle, for sure. You got anything to Google? Yeah. What I is do. it? So, my Google this is scientists or paleontologists in Australia found these 20,000-year-old human footprints. And they they found a whole bunch of them, and a lot of them really good. Well, they somehow did the math. I'm not really sure how. I'm not a scientist. Um, but I did say to Holiday Inn once. And uh, they found that checks out. one of the these hunters, so they're calling them, was running at 23 miles per hour, which is as fast as an Olympic sprinter. Say the other part. The real mind-blowing. Oh, yeah. And they found footprints from a one-legged man or woman. What do you think is going on there? Like, how did they save them? I think it had to be a birth deformity. Because mm. if, if they got their leg chopped off, there's no fucking way. You don't think so? No way. I bet that, I bet there's a way. They had nothing to clean shit with. Burn it. So they burn it, but, like, you have to start a fire. Like, unless one's going. I think that we vastly underestimate some ancient, you know, civilizations. I think if somebody gets, like, cut off 20,000 years ago, they're dead. I don't know. That goes into, actually, my Google list. Okay. Full circle. Did you know that there are pyramids on every continent? No, I do now. We vastly <laughs> underestimate ancient societies. I mean, on Antarctica? What? What the hell? But literally every continent, and there are super similar patterns, and just the crazy things about even, like, mostly the ones, oh my god, the crazy thing about most of them, especially the ones in Egypt, are we have never made anything pointing more true north before or after that and they're also perfectly in line with constellations and not just the egypt one but some in south america and like constellations that we were just able to see and those people were you know able to recognize that and build something upon it what yeah it's crazy i mean first of all the manpower or alien power however you want to look at it i don't know do you believe in aliens I do believe there's extraterrestrial life out there. I don't think they built the pyramids, so. I'm just not ruling it out. Yeah. But I definitely don't think that that's the most plausible. Another one, let me just drop this little one on you. Drop a little knowledge bomb on my ass. Egypt had light bulbs. Okay. Yeah. Continue. So they had little pieces of, I believe it was like copper brass, some sort of conductor, Mm -hmm. um, that was swirled up like our modern day light bulbs. And, you know, just... They would heat it up? It was about an oval, yeah, and swirled around. But then they also had sort of a casing around it with an open top, so it would reflect more, yeah. Yeah, so they basically had like a... Lamps. uh, Yeah, a piece of metal that that they would heat up to where it would glow. Right. You Um, think they would... It would, like, reflect I don't think that their mechanism was heating um, specifically, though. How did it glow, then? Um... I, it said electrical current. Um, it's actually called the Baghdad battery. Interesting. Um, 
There's no way I'm gonna be able to spell this on Google real quick. Yeah, you're definitely gonna have to use the. Uh... Oh, oh, who? There we go. <laughs> Second time's the charm. All right. Um, they were in a ceramic pot. It was a rod of iron, um, tube of copper, close to the metropolis of I have no idea, the capital of Parthenon. In the metropolis, um, some kind of electrotherapy. But there is no electroplated object known from this period currently. Do you think they were just fucking around and trying to invent something? Alternative explanations that it functioned as a storage vessel for sacred scrolls. So mm. that's a potential, but seems to be too many of them to, you know, be well, positive. When you're trying to invent something, I think you have to have a lot of different fucking attempts. So unfortunately, the vault that was created was under one vault, so it couldn't have even been that bright well yeah i wasn't like i don't think anybody was who was listening was gonna think that they made like super bright light bulbs yeah but i mean some stuff to chew on yeah no i like that it really tripped me out i went down a deep rabbit hole yeah you got deep, to uh deep. talk in my ear off about it the other day i'm sorry well i enjoyed it <laughs> but all right let's get down to some good shit then okay so this week fake takes is brought to you by the good shit company a.k.a. Fertilizer Service Company. They got fertilizer, you know, the good shit. Located in God's Country, Northwest Missouri, they offer tons of services like applications of dry fertilizer, as well as a complete line of mixed fertilizers, farm chemicals, custom applications, anhydrous ammonia, and grid sampling. Hit them up at 660-686-2402 if you need that good shit. Fertilizer Service Company, trusted since 1956, with that good shit. So, did you see that, I know I referenced it earlier, but a lot of news stations messed up Auburn Tigers winning mm-hmm. the SEC championship. They won the sex championship. I just needed some context for my first fake take here. Okay. This just in. Rick Pitino hired on for the head coaching spot of the Auburn Tigers for the next 2020 season. I don't know how many sex championships he's won. All of them. He might be the horniest man alive, but like... He's also a vampire. There's that story of him coming in 15 seconds, so... What? You never heard that? Uh-uh. Yeah. It's from from a waitress um, who was like... It was like sexual allegation stuff, and in court he had to say like... He was like, well... I can't remember if it was him or her talked about how he came in his pants in like 15 seconds. Wow. Yeah. Google that. So my fake takes um, this week are, are uh, they're actually all true stories, but they sound like fake takes. Um, so we'll start off with a famous YouTuber. His name is Shane Dawson. He he does all kinds of stuff. Uh, I'm not really sure, like makeup stuff. And I don't know where to begin yeah, or I don't where really, to end. I don't really consume his content. I've just halfway looked into him. So he was getting um, torn apart on Twitter on Sunday because, and it's actually been for a little while now, but he's done blackface in the past. He's dropped the N-word, and then uh, audio from a podcast aired, and and this is from a while but a while ago, but it got dug up that he was talking about how he basically fucked his cat. He dry-humped it, wow. and then came on it. And so on Sunday, he had to release a tweet, and I'll just go ahead and um, I'll just go ahead and read this tweet. 
It was really hard for me to believe until I listened to the snippet of the podcast that you sent me. Yeah, I mean, it is scary, ridiculous. So here's the whole tweet. It's one of like seven or eight. He did this apology, but I'll just read it for you. I didn't fuck my cat. I didn't come on my cat. I didn't put my dick anywhere near my cat. I've never done anything weird with my cats. I promised myself I wasn't going to make apology videos after last year's thing. So I'm just trying to be as short and honest with this as possible. What in the fuck? If I ever have to come to a point where I have to publicly acknowledge you that I my mind. didn't fuck a pet, just go ahead and push me off a bridge. Deal. I had blood packed right now. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> that that tweet has 25,000 retweets and 235,000 likes. Well, there you have it, people. He didn't fuck the cat. Yeah. I mean, I don't know much about cat fuckers, but I think that people who don't fuck their cat never have to say that they didn't fuck it. Um, and people who have fucked a cat probably try to say that they didn't. Yeah, I mean, I've never even worried about it, you know? I've never heard of it. Um, I'm speechless. Yeah. And he's, he's trying to say it's like dark humor, that if he was just joking about it, and like at that time in his life, he was trying to get it. Like, that's not Makes fucking funny, dude. Nobody giggled at that. Uh, okay. Um. All right. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oof. Real dark. Bring nice. it back up. All right. Zion sits out the Elite Eight just because they know that he can. Wow. Um, and so my my last fake take is about a certain 2020 presidential candidate who's trying to relate to millennials and get that millennial vote. Uh, that's Bernie Sanders. And you know we have the same hair color. What is that? I don't know. Forty years ago. I'm just oh, guessing. Okay. <laughs> Fair. I think it was late last week. He was getting into a shower, and uh, he cut his head on a shower door. Do you have any more details? No, I don't. I think he had to get stitches. I mean, was it one of those, you know, sliding glass doors? Did it? I think it's open? an opening one. Opening one. He's not really balling then. You know what? I, balling. He, well, he well, he tries to live where he's like doesn't take as much money. He went to a walk-in urgent care if, to get his stitches. He didn't even go to like a primary physician. There's a point in your life where you become important enough for a walk-in shower, and he's there. He, he's been there for like 50 years. Yeah. Like, where is it? I don't know. Maybe it was at his, like, mistress's place. I don't, I'm not sure. Interesting. Yeah, we'll get that take rolling. But you can't try to relate to the younger demographic and cut your head open on the shower door. I agree. I've seen a lot of doctor tweets of him recently, like, you know, just saying fake stuff. And they're hilarious. And really, if he wants to win me over, do that. Just start roasting people on Twitter. But yeah, just actually tweet that shit. Yeah, it'll win me over in a heartbeat. Same. All right, so my last one here is the pair of Tyreek Evans and Dwight Howard said after their wedding, dreams really do come true. <laughs> and boys be wilding on Twitter. It just seems like a match made in heaven. Probably. Mm -hmm. You think John Wall would officiate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think he would. Wow. I I wouldn't want John Wall on the podcast. That's a big presence to get on here. Um, it's a lot to contain, I feel like. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'm just intimidated by him as a person. Also, I feel like he uh, just has views that are opposite of mine. 
Yeah. A lot of things. I think he would just basically tell us to fuck off. Do you think that we combined could beat him in an arm wrestle? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you have it, folks. That's episode nine. Okay. Well, that wraps us for this week. Be on the lookout for the Facebook page and the website. Website's coming up. Facebook is already up. Please like, share. We're going to post this episode on there. We are going to... Oh, my God. We're going to post this episode on there. We're going to have some blogs up on the website. We're going to incorporate a little bit more of our social media on there. We're going to try to push that presence a little bit more. So if you guys could do us the favor and tell all your friends, tell your mom, your grandma. And I know it's annoying, but otherwise it doesn't grow for us. Exactly. Make sure to download and subscribe. We are on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. We see you. We see you guys out there. Anywhere and, and everywhere you want us, you yeah, can get us. For sure. Um, follow um, us. Hope for the clout. On all our Twitter and stuff, everything. At DJ Bill Clinton. DJ underscore Bill Clinton. Wicka, wicka. Yeah, I'm W Chandler F. Killing it every day. It's out there saving lives. So, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> I was just going to let you like burn a little bit there. And I saw you just, uh, uh. Sneaky out